Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Subconscious Seed Podcast. Our shared vision is to plant the seed to create conscious thoughts for you on the path to finding your true purpose and success. Here we promote what it means to be conscious, to have confidence with your mission and bring back awareness of positive environments to achieve one's full potential and meaningful purpose. The podcast that isn't for everybody, but definitely something for everyone. We welcome you to take part on this growing journey to discovering what lies within the subconscious seed. How do you feel, Bass? I feel excellent, brother. It's been a, <laughs> it's been a busy weekend, but we're here now. We're doing it. We're it has been a mics. busy weekend. We've touched base on busy weekends and busy life in general. And when we talk about being busy, one thing that we have liked to do as well is rephrase that. We use the word productive now, don't productive, we? Productive, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, how's your weekend? Yeah, it's been pretty productive. <laughs> pretty productive. How good is that? Yeah. <laughs> on this episode today, what we wanted to talk about is how to overcome the fear of judgment and create authentic relationships. Yeah, it's a really cool topic, isn't it? Really I love touches, this topic. Touches base on two sort of different, two very different views on things that are very exciting and they're definitely worth talking about. Mm. Mm. It's a good conversation to have and more people need to be aware and be having conversations with authenticity within their relationships as well. Yeah, because being authentic and intentional with your moves is definitely a massive key player to step through all the hard positions you might find yourself in. Just trusting with the moves mm. that you make and why you're doing them. It's definitely counter leverage to encourage you to keep moving forward. My man, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I 100% agree. And also when you do have those authentic relationships, you overcome the fear of judgment because with those authentic relationships, they can keep you centered as well. Absolutely, bro. It's a Absolutely. Yeah, place to come back. We spoke about this in the last episode, I think. But yeah, it's, it's the relationships you have is definitely a good place to create. It's like a safe space you can return mm, to. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. definitely. Oh, absolutely. Yep. I guess when we're talking about the fear of judgment, that really does come when you don't know these people. A fear of judgment is almost from people that you don't necessarily know too well yep. or you're not exactly close with and then you can feel judged from these people yeah. and that can often make you feel like you don't know their intentions and so you don't know how they were viewing you either. That might make you think that they were judging you um, but really you're probably just judging yourself. Yeah. How crazy are your first impressions, man? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> you, you know, you meet someone, you, you, you see them and you've sort of, you may have mildly judged them and thought, oh, they look like this particular style of character. Yeah. And then you get to know them later and you go, wow, I'm so wrong. <laughs> Absolutely. What's the best thing about a first impression for you? I view a first impression as sort of, it shows us a self level of pride and mm. how people carry themselves. Like they say, looks are important initially and how people carry themselves are important yeah. initially. So it basically encourages people to want to get to know you or yeah. have a bit of a curiosity of what this person's all about. You know, you get people's I agree. interest. It's a natural instinct, right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. No, I definitely agree with that. Yeah. With the first impression as well, do you get scared of first impressions or do you look forward to them? Yeah. See, that it's how good's that question when you start to get to know someone and then later on you're a bit closer than you can say to them, what did you first think of me when we met? <laughs> it's always such yeah. an interesting thing to ask. Do you remember when, do you remember when we first met? Yeah. yeah <laughs> Actually, we the, talked about it on yeah. episode one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, probably a side of me. Yeah. I never showed that I was sort of interested in that sort of stuff, but you were definitely uh, more outgoing with showing it, which was really cool. Mm. Mm. Yeah. That is really cool. I like that. Yeah. So so today, how to overcome the fear of judgment and create authentic relationships. What would you label this to be? Like mm. If you were to explain this or... I feel like the fear of judgment is worrying about what you think other people think of you. That is essentially within those first impressions when you're first meeting someone, even someone that you're you know in a long-term relationship with, whether that be a friendship. It's a, a fear of judgment of what you think they think of you. To overcome that... 
essentially I would say that you would need to take pride in your intentions, your intentions with yourself and realize what you're doing, why you're doing what you're doing. That's essentially a step into this podcast. Another way to describe, I guess, jumping into authentic relationships as well. What is an authentic relationship? That's actually a good question. <laughs> All right, I'll ask you that one. What is an authentic relationship? <laughs> An authentic relationship to me, when you can both see each other as you are for your intentions and accept each other with everything that you're doing and moving forward. Within an authentic relationship, we don't really dance around the word love because it is one of our values, love and connection. Within an authentic relationship is being able to love that person through a way of how you would love yourself as well. Mm. Is the authentic relationships around you, you love them as if you would love yourself that way as well. And super important. Yeah, genuinely understand the, the sort of wavelength that you both think and operate on. Yeah. You know, like a deeper understanding, right? Absolutely. Uh, a part of that is as well as creating goals with your intentions and where you see yourself is they support you on that journey on getting to where you see yourself can see that for you as well yeah. and they can be there alongside you to help you get to that and you can do it together yeah, yeah. and genuinely be happy for you oh absolutely celebrate the wins I definitely too. agree what is an authentic relationship to you to touch base on that would you agree oh I definitely agree with that yeah. you've, you've pretty much summed up pretty well a very strong connection I'd say it's a thing authentic relationship is someone that you've created a connection with that it doesn't really matter how much time has gone by but when you meet back up it still stays strong because you know where you stand with each other you know your motives towards each other and it's yeah. that it's a it's not compromised by anything sort of thing you understand your intentions towards each other the respect for each other love all that sort of stuff comes with it and sort of knowing that say for example you need to prioritize something else rather than spending time with that person right now they will understand that that's not taking away from the relationship it's yeah. not about them that they're not just thinking about themselves in that moment they think well what do they need right now yeah they want to understand and support that for you too it's sort of mm -hmm. It's not always about them and they're understanding that sometimes putting it outside of them and understanding what the other person needs yeah. at that moment, yeah. I yeah. think that's an authentic relationship. Mm, summing it up from what you've just said is understanding mm. and support. Two very strong words in what an authentic relationship should look like, for sure. And I think that what you did touch on as well is doesn't matter how long you haven't seen this person for, but they understand. And when you do come together, it's like nothing's changed and you can be authentic and yeah. have those conversations with each other. And I think that's important for a lot of people to realise is with relationships that are authentic, you don't have to see each other every day. And you don't have to be with each other every day. And you can still create healthy, bonding, authentic relationships, even if there's not a lot of time in between seeing each other. Yeah. You, know, you can just still support each other from the sidelines and always want the best for one another and always work on your individual goals for when you come together you've both been able to share so much growth that you've had individually share that together and continue to support one another it's the it's best perfect bro yeah you definitely don't want to have the relationships with people that just put pressure on you and try and squeeze you and manipulate you to be allocating time for them yeah you want them to you know they want them to hold space for you to choose to be with them because you want that time. That's a cool thing about it. For sure. It's reciprocated. It's a healthy, authentic relationship is reciprocated with what you put out for them and they reciprocate that back for you is sharing that connection with what you both want and being able to give that value for each other. Yeah. You, yeah. you want to operate that bank account to a system that when I say that, I mean a transaction. We call it emotional accounts with each other that we yeah. all hold. It starts off, you buy each other a drink, you know, when you first hang out, whatever, then you end up just going out for dinner and then it's sort of, you're happy to. And then you know by the end of it, you're so strong in your relationship with each other, it doesn't matter anymore. Then you're oh. both arguing who gets to pay it. Yeah. Because oh, you're bro. just like, you're so happy. <laughs> we do that all the time. I feel like you're going to buy me a car soon. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. You just want to keep climbing that, that at the end of the day, it, it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. 
who's doing what because you're just so invested in to try and support each 100%. other. 100%. Then it comes down to that sentimental value of what you're actually giving and it, it means so much more than if you were to buy yourself a coffee and this coffee is $6. Someone else wants to buy that for you. That coffee now means so much more than $6 because it's got so much more behind it. Mm. Let's say you were just wanting to give someone a gift and sometimes the best gifts are when it's not a birthday, it's not any reasoning behind it. You're just giving a gift because you think this person would appreciate it and like that gift. It doesn't have to be their birthday. You give them a gift. Let's say I see a watch that I think that you would really like and I buy you this watch. This watch now means so much more to you because I've gone out of my way and I've seen it and I thought that you've liked it and bought it for you. And every time you look at it and you're wearing it and you appreciate that, now you've had it gifted to you, it means so much more than if you were to just buy it. It has that sentimental value attached to it now. Yeah. And yeah. you look after it and appreciate it that much more. Yeah, we had a conversation about this the other day. It's yeah. pretty cool. What do we ask? What's the best present you've ever received in yeah. terms of thoughtfulness? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That was and a cool conversation. Yeah, and most of the time it's a present that's not on your birthday. Well, there's an insight for anybody listening out there. Have a think about one of the most thoughtful things somebody has done for you. And it doesn't matter if it's six years ago, three months ago, three years ago. It's not weird to say thank you again. I reckon that's a pretty cool thing. If I did that for somebody and they came back three years later and say, hey, I remember you bought me this a long time ago. I just want to let you know, I still really cherish that and it still means a lot to me and I still think about it. Oh, I'd be so chuffed. Dude, that's like, yeah, I know. Receiving that is another gift within itself and yeah. a part of all the love languages, you know, they're all just as important in a, a, to a certain degree and receiving gifts is one of them. I think it's overlooked a little bit and I think that doing it out of the blue is just so much more important. Also, listening to this is what can you do for someone else today that is nice of receiving a gift? Mm. Let them know that you're thinking about them. Yeah, So good. I think it's pretty cool if somebody says, I was thinking about you this morning and then they send you a message. You go, oh, yeah, it's nice. It's yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Absolutely. So coming back to a bit of the fear of judgment, what does this look like and what does this mean to you? It's definitely stressful. Initially, the fear of judgment is a very stressful feeling. Yeah. It does stress you a lot. It. It also puts a blockage on you moving forward and developing who you are um, aspiring to be. Yeah, it's oh, a absolutely. massive block. The opinions of others being the massive stopper from allowing you to step into more growth and creating that life for yourself. It's sort of it's crazy. Why are we putting that on other people? Yeah. One, yeah. it's none of our business what anybody else thinks. That's their business. And two, why would you want to shortcut your life like that? <laughs> you want to have a good time. Like, don't let the thought of what you think others are going to think of you. Because nine times out of ten, they're probably not even thinking about you like that. You're just, <laughs> you're just creating the story in your own head. And it's like, oh, wow. Whoops. <laughs> they, they really don't care too much at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, you're definitely caring a lot more about others to what they think of you. Yeah. No one really has that much capacity 24-7. Yeah. I think oh. the problem is because there's so many people out there that have access to each other. It's not just a thought of one person having an opinion, but it's, it's a collective. Yeah. Yeah, it gets a bit tough. No, I definitely agree. So what's something that you have felt... In terms of judgment, what's an experience you've you've felt in the fear of judgment? Yeah. Experience? Uh, yeah. So in the past, there would be a lot of experiences that I would have where I would fear judgment. It's looking back at it now with a new perspective and understanding that that fear of judgment has actually grown me to my strength now that I have now. And it's embodying who I am and my intentions and really being clear on that. Because when you do have those fears of judgment, it's okay to feel them and to fear them. But knowing that you are able to overcome them as well, and that's going to turn into your strength. It's going to, to build you, to build your personality, strengthen you as a person. I think one big fear that I had, especially when I first got my neck tattoo was my neck tattoo <laughs> essentially and I think that 
you know, a fear of judgment with having an anxiety. A lot of people would be able to resonate with this being put in certain environments, uh, especially hanging around with a lot of the older population of people. They don't really understand tattoos too much. Tattoos these days are becoming a lot more common to have, especially I think I watched a documentary on it and with Instagram and social media really being quite popular, there's been a lot more people seeing tattoos and looking up tattoos and getting tattoos. So definitely has become a lot more popular. But I think a fear of judgment was definitely having a neck tattoo, having that kind of just right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind of just in your face whenever you meet someone. But it's uh, it's a fear of judgment that I've been able to overcome and understanding that, you know, not to take life so seriously because at the end of the day, we're really just going to die anyway. When you have that insight, it's how can I live my life to the fullest while I am here? Do the most that I can, express myself as Ex- much. Expression. Expression. Bro, this so whole important. time I'm just sitting here, I'm like, the word expression <laughs> is about to come out here. And that's exactly what it is, bro. You know, yeah. you got to express yourself. And that's a form of expression yeah. of who you are and your sort of style of person. And I don't think anyone should ever be sorry about that. Yeah. I mean, don't be violent. If you're a violent <laughs> person, I don't encourage you to express that. Yeah. I think now it's like my neck tattoo is my favorite thing about me. Uh, well, one of my favorite things about me physically because it expresses me in a way that I am who I am. It's, yep. it's you know, not really caring about what other people think of me because I have my intentions within myself and I know who I am as a person and I know what I'm striving for moving forward. And that has given me that confidence in embodying that as well. That's been something that's been you know a little bit of a fear of judgment to begin with and something that i've looked at now and it's turned into my biggest strength yeah how good's that <laughs> from from fear to force right from fear to force from fear to force oh man <laughs> you just make that up or kind of yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so good what is an experience that you've had for a fear of judgment uh for me it was definitely expressing yeah a lot of the stuff that i've been immersing myself in the last 10 years i did go to a lot of seminars and have all these experiences in different pockets of australia that's been really cool and that was something I've always done in the background that a lot of people didn't really understand. Yeah. A lot of growth stuff. And yeah, I guess I just tucked that away in my back pocket for quite some time. Even though I believed in it so much, I always kept it such a private practice. Yeah. And it's not until this year that it's been very, it's been highlighted in my life and a lot of people have shown up like yourself that have showed me that there's a lot of other people out there that have the same sort of mindset yeah. and understanding how to approach life. And it's been really good for me because mm. it's allowed me to, to acknowledge that, you know what, it's more common than I've always thought and it's so beneficial. I never really had the people around me to, to show the support and the beliefs that I had, even though it did encourage me to get the results I've had in my life and I've done some stuff I'm very proud of, it was never enough for me to affirm that my beliefs were on the right path. Mm. And this year has definitely been more of a highlight towards that. As you know, I think another highlight towards that as well and this year especially is that in the past you may have been able to express yourself slightly but I think what is really stemmed from this year is that authentic expression to yeah. express yourself as you truly are and show your real self to the world, to your socials and bring through and connect with more people that are doing the same thing, which has only been able to grow you more as a person and in the right direction towards your goals. Yeah. Your people will never find you if you're never showing up as who you are either. Yeah. If you aspire to find a community out there that have similar beliefs in what you do, don't hide it. You need to really show. Don't hide it. No. <laughs> Don't hide it at all. No, you need to really show what you're about and what your vibe is and what your beliefs are and and just put it out there. So the people that do have a shared mindset, very similar than what you have, they know where to find you. Mm, You've brought it to life. Yeah. Yeah, And now you can attract your tribe. Yeah. All sorts of community and relationships. And the same goes with your relationships too. If you're looking to attract a particular style of partner, think about, well, what sort of mindset or 
um, aspirations do I want in my relationship and start showing up to work towards those goals and stand proud by your decisions to do it because the right partner will start to see that in you and that's the sort of person you want in your life. Oh, definitely. It's so important to visualize yourself and who you want to be as a person in the future and even visualize your dream partner. I think it's a really important one as well is visualize your dream partner. What do they do? What do they look like? Where do they work? How do they spend their time? And you can really put yourself in that position to realize, okay, if this is the person that I'm manifesting and is my ideal partner, then I have to level myself up to be able to attract that because mm-hmm. I'm not there yet. And if I want this in a partner, then I have to prove to this person that I can be that as well. Yeah, true. So important. Very important, bro. Yeah. That's a great insight. That's a great one. How do you find that you express yourself now? Uh, I don't even really think about how I express myself and I just sort of do it. <laughs> it just sort of comes out. Just live and breathe it. <laughs> I do acknowledge moments that I feel like I'm on the back foot and that's usually last minute uh, adjustments. Sort of, you know, if I'm trying to think of a situation where that's been a thing where I felt, I can't really think of one off the top of my head. I guess... Where is there an environment in which you express yourself now that in the past you wouldn't have been able to express yourself in that environment before? Oh, gym, hands down. Gym? Yeah. Yeah. How do you express yourself in the gym? Well, now I hold space to have deeper conversations within the gym. <laughs> and like the gym's become such a playful place now and I'm probably in it. I mean, I hope, I hope people get something out of these conversations, <laughs> but <laughs> hey, if you want to have a chat, I'm always willing to have a chat. But I can usually encourage that there's going to be some sort of depth to it. It's not just talking about some surface level stuff. It's normally about something a bit more of value that we may both get something out of or insights. You know what? That's super true. And I know when I'm in the gym, I do have quite good conversations with you as we do all the time. But I find that when I am in the gym and we bump into each other and we have a quick chat, I normally go back to my set more pumped up than ever to to really get that set done (laughs) and it is more of a motivating factor as well i do look at it like a motivating factor for me because what you do and what you express yourself as is an embodiment of your true purpose and bringing out the purpose in other people as well Mm. and you really bring that to light with the conversations that you have and how you hold yourself and with your intentions and when you do have these conversations within the gym i just see it for your intentions and you have very powerful intentions for where you want to be and how you want to provide value for other people and you do that with ease. Appreciate That's that, so bro. good. I think another, just <laughs> off the back, I think another way that I've seen you being able to express yourself is our Saturday mornings. I find that you, you know, you lead a community, you lead a group and you ask those questions within the group and you create some structure towards it as well. And the question that you asked this Saturday was what has been one of your challenges this week that you'd like to share with us? It can be for as little or as long as you want to express it for. And then when our community would express, you would compound on that and you would talk to them about it and you would ask them another question compounding on what they were talking about to give them a better understanding of what they were going through and why they had to go through it and what growth it provided for them as well. Yeah, what was the silver linings? That, yeah. That was the best part of it. Absolutely, bro. So I think that you're really good at expressing yourself in that way to embody the development of others as well. You express yourself in a way that brings out the best version of other people. You do that with ease. Oh, thanks, bro. <laughs> hey, <that's laughs> I appreciate that. You're welcome, bro. I wasn't expecting to be uh, chuffed on you right now. But <laughs> thanks, bro. I really Stop appreciate that. <laughs> You're all good. I think uh, social media plays a big role in that expression as well, right? Yeah, so, so yeah, the gym was one and I'd say, yeah, expressing myself openly on socials. Yeah. The, the interesting thing about, you know, talking in public or showing who you are, we do it every day. If 
face-to-face with people. So it actually changes when we put it online. Yeah. <laughs> Why absolutely. do we still hesitate? It's kind, of, it's kind of weird, isn't it? It is, for sure. Yeah, because nothing's different. It's just, yeah, it's just recording. With social media, my intention as well isn't to reach a lot of people that I don't know. When I do post on social media, I post authentically as if I'm posting to the people I do know. Yeah, It's no different to the videos I would send to my closest community and friends on Snapchat is the videos that I would send to them is what I would want to post on my social media as well because that is me being my authentic self and sharing that value, being able to be clear with that and accepting of that without the fear of judgment because the people that are close to me and my healthy relationships that surround me would all see that for who I am and they understand that that's me being me, not someone that... I'm pretending to be. Would you say socials has been a hard thing for you as well? It's definitely been a hard thing for me in the past to overcome that fear of judgment. Yep. Uh, looking into it, it's it's a big thing. And once you do and you become comfortable with being uncomfortable, especially through social media and maybe talking on your story and uploading something, you really unlock some true potential leaning into your, your next steps, your goals in life and your potential. I think that everyone should be okay with posting themselves on social media because it's their community, the people around them. And that's really all that matters at the end of the day is your community is your superpower. It's your secret weapon. Use that to create more of a community and connect with more people. When you do, it's not just messaging someone, but send them a voice message, make them feel more connected to you and why they follow your socials. It's about creating those deeper connections and using social media as that tool and to really guide people in the way that you want to. Would you, would you say the biggest way to unlock that fear of judgment behind expressing yourself on socials is understanding your intention behind it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because if you operate from a point of posting a photo of something you're wearing and you think you look really good, the fear of people judging you on things that you can't actually change, the features of your body or a physical thing that you can't physically change, that's pretty hurtful. Mm. But a good way to get past that, well, what value can I give behind this? Absolutely. Yeah. So this is a new intention that we've both created and we've both started using moving forward with everything that we do post on our social media now and it's been a real game changer is and it's okay if you don't see your social media as this because you can think about it in different ways as well but a way that Bass and I really like to think about our social media is what value are we providing with everything that we are sharing are we actually providing some sort of value for the person to tap on this and if I was somebody else would I want to tap on this story and what would I get from this as well it's a, it's a newfound approach to how we want our social media to be discovered, how we want our social media to be received as well. We're really big advocates for growth and we want to invite more growth. We want to meet more people with the intentions of creating more growth because at the end of the day, we want to develop as much as possible. We're always focusing on how we can squeeze the most potential out of each day. And with that being an embodiment of when you are in your social media, social media is your environment as well. So how can we use that as a tool to be able to provide value and also receive value? Mm. It's, yeah, it's a great way to bypass any insecurities and struggles you have with expression too. Yeah, your intention behind it. Yeah, and that does relay with a lot of other things too. Why am I approaching this person to have this conversation, even in, even in real life? Mm. Is my approach to get something on my agenda or is my approach to create value for someone? Yeah. You know, can I do something nice for someone right now? And that will create an engagement and conversation. Whereas if there's another agenda, usually it doesn't stick. Absolutely. Because you're just thinking about me. Yeah. You know, for sure. And that is exactly what this title is here. Overcoming the fear of judgment. As long as you know your intentions behind why you're doing something and why you're in the position that you're in, the environment that you're in, your intentions behind being in that environment, your intentions behind doing what you're doing, you're able to overcome that fear of judgment with that intention. If you were to go to a birthday party, 
you're going to this birthday party with a friend that you have and this friend has friends of friends that they've invited your intention is to go to this birthday party for your friend it's not for your friend's friends but you will meet them there but essentially your intention is to go there for your friend to support that person to celebrate that person but then the anxiety comes of what their friends are going to think of you exactly and that can become a blockage on you doing what's right for the person you're meant to be visiting for their birthday so now it comes back to your perspective and realizing that your perspective is my intention and your intention is for this person and then that is how you overcome yeah. the fear of judgment everybody yeah. and that's a, <laughs> that's a value that's a prime example for and what a great example that is because we've probably all had moments where we we've been invited to an event or something that we're not exactly sure who's going to be there we don't know a whole lot of people yeah but just center yourself back on the intention behind going in the first place your friend has invited you to spend time with them for a moment to share that's of importance to them absolutely that should trump anything really in my opinion for sure. You can descale as much as possible. If you're feeling anxious or a fear of judgment to go to the grocery stores, for an example, what is your intention behind going to the grocery stores? You're going there to get food to bring back home to eat. You shouldn't have a fear of judgment of what other people think of you in that grocery store because all you're doing is going in there to get food and it's most likely that they're going in there to get food as well. Yeah, <laughs> just like these people at the party are spending time with their friend, just like you're doing the same thing. You've actually, if anything, it doesn't really make sense. Yeah. There's something in common with all of you, so you got you know, you're kind of all like minded, yeah, hanging around exactly. the same people. So it's like, oh, <laughs> so why don't everyone just become friends? <laughs> yeah, it's so backwards. But, but so many times we go out into public as well, we don't think about, oh, am I going to get judged in public? Yeah, there's people everywhere, you can't avoid people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Come back to your intentions <laughs> for sure. And it's uh, it's, pra- it's practicing that positive thinking as well and looking yeah. at everything with the, the glass half full, seeing the positives and everything instead of worrying about the worst outcomes. So when you worry about the worst outcomes, it's like when you're driving a car and you see a crash. If you look at the crash, you're most likely going to drive in that direction. Whereas if you're looking at the clear road, you're going to go on the clear road. So thinking about the worst outcomes, you're most likely going to create that worst outcome. You're going to create (laughs) them because, yeah, your energy starts to match that intention. Yeah. Start focusing on best outcomes. Imagine going into these situations and just visualizing, I'm going to make some friends today. Yeah. I'm going to put it out there with an agenda to be really friendly. And support people and show them that I acknowledge them and I can see them and give them a compliment or do something encouraging for them. Hundred percent. Probably warm up to you very quickly. Understanding how mirroring works. Oh yeah. You know, you see someone leaning on a fence, lean on the fence the same way as they do. <laughs> start talking. You all of a sudden they'll start warming up to you just by sharing the same body language and they don't even know you're doing it. <laughs> you're standing there and you're just standing the same way as them and their body's saying, "Oh, there's something about this person that I really like right now." <laughs> You're only standing the same way as them, but something tells them inside that they're like, this person's pretty cool. (laughs) It's funny that you say that. And as you're saying that, I'm looking at myself and I'm looking at you right now. We're both both in the same position. (laughs) We both got our hands like resting. Uh, With this new perspective, what growth do you think comes from this? What are the results of being able to change your perspective and go in with these situations with this newfound intention? What, What do you think what growth comes out of that? Well, I think... If you don't have these sort of perspectives and intentions, everything leading up to this exact moment in your life is based on everything that you've done in history. Mm. And if you're not quite satisfied with where you are today and the results aren't coming, it's definitely got a lot to do with the way you're doing things. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If you want things to change, it's pretty simple. Yeah. You've got to change. Yeah. Make you that know? change. There's this quote and it's, uh, you wake up and you're not doing exactly what you want to do for too many days in a row then it's time to make a change. And we can all make that change. We literally only live once. It's once you decide to make that change, you've got to go out and approach your days and start 
actively putting intentions towards shifting your behaviors. Yeah. New efforts, new insights, new approaches, even the way you walk around. If you're walking around with a, you know, your chin down to your, your chest, looking at the ground all the time, it's time to stand up and open your chest up, lift that chin up, stand, stand proud. Yeah. Bring a new energy. Start yeah. making some noise. Start and start interrupt people's day and ask them how they're going yeah. and acknowledge them and learn some people's names. Just start opening your world up and yeah. you'll start getting momentum and everything will start changing. New behaviors. Yeah. New shifts. New embodiment. Yep. New best self, baby. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> new routines. Get up early, go to bed early. Just yeah. start shaking your life up. Doesn't have to be perfect initially and it's gonna feel very uncomfortable, but just start start breaking old cycles and stepping into new ones. And just making a shift with how you treat people is a is a great way to start. Definitely agree. Yeah. That's so good. So I've got a question for you. What I wanted to ask you today is what is an intention that you hold for yourself that you embody every day to be the best version of you? Mm. I still hold the intention to, to try my best to leave everything better than how I found it. Yeah, you definitely and, do. And that's sort of with, with everything. Um, I, I do practice that quite a bit and that goes with relationships too. You can leave a relationship or a friendship or spend some time with someone. If you're not quite feeling like you've done that, you can still send through a follow-up message or call them up that night and just say, look, I didn't feel like I was as present as I'd like to have been and just own it. That's still acknowledging a new depth of your relationship to show respect. Mm. But there's all different ways you can do this. So that's that's an intention I guess I do carry to encourage myself to be my best. Leaving things better than how you found it. Well, yeah. no mean to hype you up on this podcast or anything, but I do have <laughs> an, another answer for you as well. And one thing that you're really good at is that integrity value that you hold for yourself. I know that when you're not feeling a certain way, you are very open and honest about it. So there's a time recently you felt a little bit flat on your energy. You just, you opened up and you were just open and honest about it. And you just said, sorry, if I wasn't being like too energetic, I'm just a little bit flat because of the reasons why. And you were just open and honest about it. And that shows so much integrity and so much value that you hold with yourself of why. And just being honest to create those authentic relationships as well is what we do have. And I'm very grateful for it. So yeah, that's, that, a, that's that, another intention that yeah. I feel like you definitely hold for yourself. You do the exact same thing, bro. <laughs> hey. <laughs> uh, it might be leading by example there, bro. But there's, there's been a lot of occasions you've done exactly that too. So Thanks, bro. Yeah. yeah. I think it takes one person to, to show that these sort of behaviors are okay. Yeah, for sure. You start showing the whole world that these behaviors are okay with you. You start having new conversation and new depths with relationships for the people around you. It's pretty cool. Yeah. And then all your relationships become that authentic value. Then you realize as well when there are relationships in your life that aren't that authentic value. And it's because you've got this newfound intention behind your relationships and you're able to surround yourself with those authentic relationships that you know what a non-authentic relationship looks like as well. Yeah, man. You set the new standard. That's awesome. So what's one tool you've used in the past to encourage yourself to step through hard environments that you feel like you're going to be judged in? Mm. Oh, this is a really good one. So yeah. we talk a lot about being your best self and we talk a lot about your best self isn't in the future. Your best self is right now. And yep. you can embody being your best self right now, depending on your perspective and your thoughts. So if you find yourself in environments that you feel that you're going to be judged or you say you're predetermining an outcome mm. that you feel like the likelihood of you being judged, which is still just an idea in your head, yeah. um, what's a tool that you've used or that you lean towards to help you deal with that situation? A massive tool that I use is a visualization process yep. that I like to do. And it's always thinking of myself as, okay, Every day I'm constantly working towards being the best version of myself. I'm practicing so many rituals, habits and positive thinking to get me there and to embody that today and right now. 
at a time when it would be challenging or if I was to walk into an uncomfortable situation, one thing I would tell myself is what would the best version of me do right now? What what does he look like? What is he what's the outcome for this environment that I'm going to be stepping into and how can I show up for myself and for everyone here as best as possible? I have that insight of what the best version of me would do and then I do that Mm. and I just do it. You don't give yourself that time to think about it or you essentially you don't think about the worst outcomes. You think about the best outcomes. What's the best outcome for me stepping into this position throughout doing this and being comfortable being uncomfortable? You understand that there's so much growth that comes out the other side. Mm. And when you realize that, you're like, okay, I'm going to step into this. It's most likely going to be uncomfortable, but I'm going to do it with my best capabilities. I'm going to embrace and embody my confidence when I get out to the other side, I'm able to look back and reflect on this and realize that I'm so grateful and proud of myself for being able to get through it. And you grow. Mm. It's all about growth at the end of the day. It's everything that we're chasing. So you grow through it. Eh? Yeah. You grow through it. So looking at it with a positive mind of how you can grow through it, embodying the best version of yourself, being the best version of yourself. It's also realizing that don't take life so seriously. Mm. Like, you know, no one really cares that much at the end of the day. You see people down the street with a full outfit wearing full fluoro pants and a fluoro top we really don't judge them too much like we might look at them and smile or some people might laugh but at the end of the day you know we move on with our lives and we don't think about it for longer than two minutes you know it's you get on with your life you know there's plenty of people out there that dress crazy and you see them in public but no one really cares at the end of the day no you forget it people will do them (laughs) it's fine (laughs) so yeah i think that's a smart answer for that question bro Mm, that's pretty cool Mm. bro it's nice So coming back to authentic relationships, what does a perfect authentic relationship look like to you? Mm. It's sad. It's very consistent, you know, like the the consistent with efforts of how you shop for each other. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's definitely got to have an element of strength behind the consistency and intentions for each other and just know each other's intentions behind your relationship Mm. and the values you hold with each other. I think becoming very clear on the values that your friends do have and see if you can come to a point of agreement with that because a lot of the time when people hold different values that's where it starts to get a bit tricky yeah and you can start to get a misconstrued with you know your opinions on what they're talking about or the beliefs that they have but still the same good person <laughs> yeah so yeah i think just a point of understanding of what sort of values they have consistency and just their intentions towards you yeah. and how they can hold space for you and be understanding so yeah, I guess a big one for you is your integrity. So I guess it's also how they show up, yeah. how they can show up with those values that they say. It's one thing to say what your values are. It's another thing to act on it as well. Yeah. Let your actions scream so loud that there's no use for words. Oh, right? bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, that's how our friendship came about. Yeah, that's yeah. really how we collabed from the start is yeah. we we never really spoke about our values too much. We just proved them through our actions. Yeah. And that's let, how this all stemmed ac- from. Yeah, let your actions be your language. Yeah. That's pretty cool. <laughs> That's so good. Um, what's one practice you have used to identify if a relationship wasn't suited for you? This is a this is an interesting one. Yeah. <laughs> like we talk about being strategic. You don't want to be strategic towards your friendships. We all do it to one extent, you know, some more than others. But what's something you've done to understand whether a relationship isn't suited for you, like to test it out? <laughs> this is a bit of an interesting question. This is an interesting question. This is a really good question. I think that relationship whether it be intimate or whether it be a a friendship that is a relationship as well realizing when a relationship isn't suited for you is to understand where again it comes back to your intentions and understand where you want to be 
in your life with your goals and your future vision and your intentions behind that in order to get there your intentions of supporting everyone around you having that growth loving connection as a matched value with your closest relationships as well Mm. because when you have the same values you're able to get to the place that you want to be quicker with the people around you that you love that you can share that experience with and i think that to identify if a relationship isn't suited for you reflect on that almost look at it through a third person's point of view In a relationship, especially an intimate relationship, you can be very emotionally attached to this partner and you don't see the logic behind it sometimes because the emotions are there too much that you can find that it's harder to move past this relationship that you know is not suited for you. So it's, yeah, identifying is to realize where you want to be, looking at yourself from a bird's eye point of view and this relationship that you're in, whether it be intimate or not, seeing how it's affecting this being that is you to get to where you want to be seeing if it is really positive for you or if it is creating a negative impact on getting you to where you want to be you're not going to get there anytime soon if this person is going to be weighing you down as well they become the anchor yeah Yeah. you don't want that so once you've acknowledged that (laughs) what's the physical practice that you do so if you if you acknowledge that this person isn't suited for you what are you doing next (laughs) just chuck me on the spot like that yeah fuck yeah (laughs) that's nice okay so i think that people want to hear that yeah no it's a good one they're like yeah okay that's a really good answer (laughs) thanks bro and then what (laughs) how do i deal with this (laughs) so once you acknowledge it the next step moving forward from that is put it into action and speak it with your true intentions as well what does that mean speaking why this relationship isn't working for you with your true intentions like owning it with maturity is owning it with maturity having that open conversation where you're both understanding and you're doing it out of love for yourself and out of love for this person because maybe you can see this person as well being able to follow more of a relationship that's suited to them instead of that relationship with yourself yeah and you could even like own is this actually helping us both grow as people yeah and just be honest about it have that conversation that is still authentic and it still creates that authentic relationship within the two parties that you can leave that knowing that it was a good decision for both of you. Yeah. Coolest thing about that is rather than letting the, if there is a resentment built behind it, having that conversation is owning that you want to see uh, both of you develop as people within the relationship too. Yeah. Whether it's a friend or an intimate partner, you get to own that, which then opens opportunity for acknowledgement, identification and growth. You might even just knuckle out the issue that's holding you back because they might be feeling the same sort of anchor that you don't even know about either, but they just never voiced it. So you've actually opened space. Yeah, absolutely. I think there is a time as well within that period that should be communication throughout that relationship as well. Like when it first appears and when you first identify it, it should be communication on how you can fix it because we don't always want to just take the easier route as well. You want to be able to fix those problems in the relationship or not necessarily problems, but you want to fix those areas of the relationship that could be improved and create more quality and more benefits within that relationship to continue moving forward. And then when you do realize that it hasn't changed or you haven't created too much of an impact towards your intentions to get you to where you want to be is when you need to identify exactly what has happened within that process of time and then explain and have that open communication of why you believe that this isn't suited for both parties as well. And then it can come to an acceptance because you've talked about it and you've worked on it and you can see your vision and the visions aren't matched anymore. So there's that open communication. Well, the way that people can handle these things like, I guess, how much value do you put in a relationship or a friendship that you have 
that you see worth having these conversations because there is also another approach towards this that a lot of people commonly take and I have commonly taken this in the past too Mm. it's rather than just shooting the shit and owning what this is going in in the friendship we're very good at just stepping back best case scenario is what we're hoping for is if we step back people will step forward yeah but that's not usually the case maybe the, the best approach would be to step even harder into it have these conversations and open the opportunity to amend it and fix it yeah and say look this is how i'm feeling i don't feel that this is actually supporting me and it's not supporting you in your best version growing towards who you want to become we can either try and come to a discussion to try and work on this because i still value your friendship or you can both decide to say okay that's that's fine i think i'm going to go in this direction anyway Amen. And that is a challenge for the listeners to create an authentic relationship within their circle. And it's creating that conversation to have for open communication on where you both see yourself. Maybe it might even be a, a good challenge to envision yourself, the best version of yourself. What does it look like in two years time? What do you do? What do the relationships around you look like? And what are your new goals then? And then ask someone close to you. It can be an intimate relationship, a friendship or a family member. Ask them, what does the best version of myself in two years time look like to you? And then essentially you can share another conversation and communicate what is the best outcome for our shared vision within our relationship in two years time. Mm. And then when you do that, you can realize, is this really an authentic relationship that we want to continue to build on? Or is it best for us to maybe go on our own path? Separate ways. Yeah. Just possibly to do with values and where you are at a certain stage of your life. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that at all, bro. For sure. Yeah, that's creating that authenticity. And if you can do that with even the troublesome relationships that you have in your life, then you can do that with all the relationships in your life stepping forward. It's a safe way to deal with it rather than creating, you know, gossip and toxicity, dramas in your life and trying to avoid any form of confrontation. Just don't create confrontation and just own something you can both work together to progress towards because your intentions to try and savor the relationship out of respect. Because you're showing that you do value them rather than looking for a reason to burn them and just cut them out. You've hung out for long enough. Why would you just, some part of you have has held some sort of value for this person. Yeah. Is it worth just chucking it out? Like it's worth showing a bit of respect. Yeah. Bro, I definitely agree. Yeah. I got a question for you. This is an interesting one. Similar topic. Is it your responsibility to keep others happy if you choose to remove their unfulfilling relationships from your circle? <laughs> <laughs> What's your view on this? If you choose to remove their unfulfilling relationships from my circle. Mm. Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> the straight answer is no. It is not your responsibility to make anyone happy. It's your responsibility to be happy within yourself and be in charge of your own mental health and your own personal growth and your own happiness. At the end of the day, you know, people can make you happy. But it's really up to you to continue to be happy. And if you can be happy in your own company, then anyone can be happy in your company. Yeah. It's being that bubble and that radiant light that other people can vibe off of. And it's no matter who you're around and if you have those newfound intentions and a strong perspective, you can turn any situation into growth and be happy and be understanding with every situation that you've been put in. So yourself to make others happy and make it your responsibility, I think that's that can create toxicity within your self-love. Yeah. I guess absence can be a powerful tool at times and you don't want people to just get used to you. When you do decide to remove these people as well, you can't feel like it's your duty to make them feel okay with it either because they're going to feel a sense of loss. Like I'm, I'm talking in terms of even a relationship, an intimate partner. If you're in a relationship and you're not about it anymore 
but you're sticking around just because you care about how they feel. Mm. It's not suiting you and your your life and your purpose. You're not fulfilled. You don't owe that to anyone. You don't belong to anyone. Your feelings belong to you. Yeah. And at the end of the day, they need to make a change as well because something isn't right or you're just not made for each other. And that's completely fine too. But it's none of your business to cater for other people's feelings when you're prioritizing that above your own. Yeah. What, oh, you're, you're the one that has to sit in it at the end of the day, right? Absolutely. No one else has to. Yeah. And you're also rob- robbing them from an opportunity of growth. Yeah. Oh, dude, absolutely. I think that a lot of people might live through that as well and they might experience that. And it's almost like they have to experience that for them to understand that that's not the best case scenario realizing that is so powerful and then looking at it with that growth as well as growing from it and then yeah. you know reassessing your relationships moving forward and your intentions moving forward within your relationships as well genuine heartbreak is a humbling thing right yeah yeah it sucks <laughs> <laughs> but you know what you get so much growth out of it and you start to understand how much you can sort of stick to your own and pull yourself through it yeah Oh, it's true. I think when you, yeah, yeah. for sure. A lot of people, when they get out of a relationship or a long-term relationship with an intimate partner, Mm. the first focus is them and they're really not looking for anything. They're looking for how they can develop and grow within themselves Mm. so much. And you like, they have that newfound fuel and purpose within themselves because a lot of the time it's a huge weight off the shoulders where they realize, what am I doing? What can Mm. I do? And what am I going to do moving forward to create new relationships that are going to support me and even without even thinking about relationships but how am I going to create a relationship within myself to support myself moving forward yeah how can I really show up for myself and it's not even about creating authentic relationships with those around you but it's creating an authentic relationship within yourself Mm -hmm. how can I be authentic with myself and show up for myself so that other people can see me as I am and I can show up as I am for others Mm. you don't want to live a life for somebody else 100%. 100%. It's your life, yeah. it's your rules, make it what you want it to be. Yeah. So simply put, it's never your responsibility to make anyone else happy. Yeah. Facts. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> you heard it from the man himself. That's it. <laughs> Coming back to a part of the judgment to our episode here as well, with a fear of judgment, we touched on this a fair bit during the podcast, but a question that I have for you is, will you ever fear judgment again? <laughs> oh, I don't think I'd ever fear it. In terms of fearing it, fuck no. Yeah. I don't like to think I'm, I'm fearing too much these days. Definitely not that. Yeah. No, I don't think I'll fear it. I think I'd be aware of it. I still have moments that I'm aware of it, but I've, I've acknowledged that in those moments that it start to creep in, I'm very aware of, hang on a second, like why am I starting to think like this? And then I change my approach to why I'm thinking like that. Yeah. And shift my focus. All right, why well, I'm actually here right now. What's yeah. my intention? Who am I here for? And just show up for that instead. Make that my new focus. So what you've done is just shifted your perspective. And now instead of fearing judgment, you have a new perspective of you can come back to when you feel that feeling Mm. of judgment creeping up. And then it straight away, you've got that seed planted, (laughs) realizing that my perspective needs to change in order for me to not feel judged. But now think of what my intentions are with this activity that I'm doing. Mm. So you shifted your perspective from judgment to intention yeah yeah because judgment's all about me intentions about others so instead of thinking about me 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 what are people going to think about me i start thinking about you 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 and even the people that you're fearful of being judged by change your intention to them as well yeah because at the end of the day if you compliment someone and they're an asshole to you who's a real coward 
Oh, dude, absolutely. Yeah, this is how I look <laughs> so at it. So in saying that, what is a good intention to change towards someone else that you think would judge you? What is an intention that you can hold for yourself to see them as? Appreciation. Hey, we share the same the same belief that we're both in the same space here right now. We both have something in common here. Yeah. And who knows, they might be a really lovely person or maybe their intention is to show up and spend time with some friends just like you're doing. Yeah. Or maybe they're even out to meet some new people. Maybe they're they're really kind. Maybe they like reading books like you like reading books. Who knows? Yeah. But just start to be curious with what the average person starts to think out there and you know you can't read minds. You don't know what you know what they're thinking. Yeah. Do you think it's toxic to hold good intentions for everybody? <laughs> Look, I think no. No. No, fuck no. I actually heard that recently. I had the word come up toxic positivity. Mm. I don't know. Just people just coming up with words that just, even the word toxics, I just don't vibe it. Yeah, that is that is true. When I say it, it kind of feels a bit yeah. icky. Like, regardless, <laughs> it's human behavior. Stop calling any form of human behavior toxic. Mm, that's true. Maybe just start, it all starts with your language. Maybe start to that's true. That's identify insight. your intention behind the language that you're using and Toxic is such a mainstream word that a lot of people are starting to use these days and I don't think they actually understand how damaging it is and they come up with these new abbreviations of whatever it means to them. It's like, nah. It does sound very negative. It's so negative. It's such a negative word. It almost yeah. feels like I'm swearing when I say it. Yeah, honestly, I feel like it's got more of a negative power to it than the word fuck. Toxic. <laughs> yeah. You know, and now they're starting to use it towards thing. Anyone who's trying to be more positive takes work. Yeah. Like that's an intention and what we're going to start adding language to pull that apart for people. Like yeah. I don't think you can ever have too much positivity. Yeah, no, that's true. So when they did say that, dude, 100%, you cannot have enough positivity. Yeah. There's, there's not enough positivity in this world and really it's just spreading that as much as possible. If people are feeling not judged, what's the word? Triggered. Triggered. If people are feeling triggered from the positive energy that you're putting out, it's because it's their ego. Mm. And it's their ego as a defense mechanism being like, this person is where I want to be and I'm not there. So I'm going to judge them because that makes me feel safe. Yeah. Instead of encouraging that behavior and maybe even being a part of that. Or trying to learn from it or be a (laughs) part of that community. Yeah. Might get something from it. Absolutely. But again, it takes it back to me, me, me. Yeah. What's the, what's a quote? You know, we can all make a change. You're not a tree. If you don't like something, you can change it. (laughs) You can move. You, you can, can get move. up and move. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't like your circumstances or you don't like the situation you're in, start working towards making a change. I think the the biggest acknowledgement and realisation, though, for everybody that's been brought up into a system that encourages you to go to school, get an education, work a nine till five, hopefully be smart enough with your money to cover the cost of existence. Yeah. Unfortunately, you're going to have a very hard time once you get very comfortable and in the consistent habit of living that way you're going to have a very hard time breaking free from that sort of way of living because once you start to adapt that lifestyle, it becomes habitual and then that rotates into an identity and that's everything you've ever known. There will come a point where you want more, but you're going to have to find and allocate time to burn both ends of the stick or both ends of the wick. Instead of watching TV at night, you're going to have to start working on something different. You have to put in some serious hours just to break free of the environment you've set up for yourself. And Amen. It's a it's a huge thing to take on, and you think you're doing a lot of work now to try and create that is a whole nother world again. Yeah, you know, it's and very so, tough. Yeah, you need those supportive and authentic relationships around you that embody a positive environment and 
preach that positivity, keep spreading that positivity and mm. create that environment that you deserve for yourself. Yeah. The longer you wait, the harder it's going to get to start making a shift if you need it. Yeah. So what I say is start practicing every every day. Just try and do something different. Encourage yourself to do something different. It's a very uncomfortable thing to shift for yourself, but you can you can definitely do it. Everyone can definitely do it. I agree. Mm. 100%. So I think we touched on some really good conversation within this podcast on overcoming the fear of judgment and creating authentic relationships. We really did dive in a little bit deeper yeah. on that one. It could, it could have sounded a little bit repetitive. It's it, it can be very simple. It's very simple information and, and similar approaches to very different things. At the end of the day, I think the way we look at things is everything's very uh, transcribed into each other. Like everything's yeah. very got very similar beliefs behind it. And it can be very simplified because one method you learn from doing one thing can be used into another thing too. Very yeah. similar structures and approaches. How you do one thing is how you do everything. Yeah. And you can take one one way of learning and use those methods into something else. It's, yeah. it's very cool. Absolutely. So how to overcome the fear of judgment, know your intentions, mm -hmm. how to create authentic relationships. <laughs> um, again, intentions. <laughs> it's really funny, but yeah, understand your intentions and how to, how to create authentic relationships. Show up as more of who you are. Yeah. Don't hesitate to show up of who you are. You need to start showing the people around you who you are yeah. and show them how to navigate your feelings and the space you hold for each other. Absolutely. And I think to leave the listeners with one activity to do is write down five intentions that you have for yourself and get clear with those intentions and with the people around you and the relationships that you hold closest to you is find out their intentions too yep. and align them together in order to see yourself and them proceed and grow moving forward. Yeah. And own it. Don't be ashamed yeah. of it. And so for an example, Bass, what are your five intentions that you can feel for yourself? Okay. So for me, it would be... Live from a place of love. Be more understanding daily. Every day do something for somebody else because that takes me away from thinking about me. Leave things better than where I found them. That's a great one. And encourage my creative mind to encourage others to be better. I think that's five. <laughs> <laughs> so off the back, you can create them just like that. I think Bass did a really good representation of what his intentions are. That's essentially it for this podcast episode. Yeah. So if you were to leave the listeners with a quote for today, what would it be? Give us a quote. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to touch base for a quote related to the first half of this podcast title, and that's overcoming the fear of judgment. So my quote would be, in the end, we're all going to die anyway. So don't take life so seriously. The hard truth is that no one really cares at the end of the day. They're too focused on themselves to worry about you. Mm. you're just not that important <laughs> no you're so important to the people around you that find you important yeah absolutely That's the thing you know to the people that are connected with you you're extremely important yeah and you're very valued and loved by a lot of people around you don't ever forget it ah oh, thanks bro i appreciate it do you have a quote that you would like to leave the listeners with to end the podcast yes <laughs> it's a short one it's a good one learn to be happy with what you have while in the pursuit of all you desire so don't be so focused on achieving everything you want to achieve that you forget all the great things you have in your life. <laughs> That's so good. Reflecting back to my quote, I feel like mine's quite depressing. <laughs> <laughs> no, yours is really good. Bro. <laughs> I appreciate it, bro. Well, in that case, we'll end the podcast there. But thank you guys all so much for tuning in. 
We really appreciate it. And we hope to catch you on the next episode. Yeah, I'm excited for the next episode. We're going to bring a new level of energy. That's the intention <laughs> for the next episode. We're going to bring something a bit more upbeat and maybe we should do something a bit controversial. Yeah. Hey, look, you you guys would know. So we'll we'll bring yeah. it out and you'll, you'll hear all about it. Yeah. So no, thank you all for your time. And yeah, we appreciate you all. Thank you. Hope that you've all had an amazing day. Or what's another word for amazing, Bass? Exuberant. (laughs) (laughs) Are we? (laughs) So good. All right. All right. See you, everyone. Have a good one.